Welcome to High Impact Growth, a podcast from Demagi about the role of technology in creating a world where everyone has access to the services they need to thrive. I'm Amy Vaccaro, Senior Director of Marketing at Demagi and your co-host, along with Jonathan Jackson, Demagi's CEO and co-founder. I am so excited about today's episode. We talk a lot about the importance of community health workers on this show, and I'm truly ashamed that it's taken until episode 35 to bring community health workers onto the show itself, but better late than never. Today, we're gonna hear from three incredible community health workers, Millicent Maruka, Lawrence Hamanya, and Jared Ogola. These three community health workers are all supported by Lawala Community Alliance, whose co-CEO we met in the last episode. First, we asked them about their stories, and in particular, what motivated them to become community health workers. I'm going to give a real-life trigger warning here. Their stories are both devastating and also incredibly inspiring. I'm Millicent Miruka. I'm a community health worker working from North Kamagambo, Rongo Sub-County, Migori County, Kenya. I'm working under Ministry of Health, being supported by Ilwala Community Alliance. Before I was a community member, before we used to deliver the birth, uh, traditional birth attendance, but it was unusual for us because we didn't know more about the facility or visiting the facility. So as usual, I just went to the traditional birth attendants to seek the medical attention. Now, when the time reaches for me to deliver, I had some of the difficulties. I delivered well, but after delivery, I was bleeding too much that I became unconscious. I could not walk. I could not do anything. But I can say that I thought about that I'm still alive today to give that testimony. And that was the thing that inspired me a lot to become a CHW. For me, that I didn't want my community members to undergo what I went through because it was a difficult time. That is what inspired me as Millicent Meruka to give my community members health education on the importance of visiting the facility, on the importance of delivering at the facility, for them not to undergo what I went through. I'm Lawrence Omonya, SHW from South Kenyaju Community Health Unit, Rongo Sub County, Migori County, Kenya. I happened to become a SHW in the year 2005 when my brother fell sick. He was positive, HIV positive. And uh, during those days, many people were not ready to care for the HIV clients. That they would sometimes run away from the clients who are basically sick on HIV and AIDS. So as being that he was my elder brother, I had to be there at home and see how he progressed. He was given medications from the facility, and there were so many that should be done at home. I got encouraged because I had to be with the brother and sick more advices from the healthcare takers on how to take care of such clients. During those days, we had cultural beliefs, and the cultural beliefs uh, made many people not to adhere to medications on HIV and AIDS clients. So it took me a lot of time to go round and round to see how my brother could get well. But all in all, to date, he's well off and is moving on with his activities as usual. And from that, I was inspired to be a SHW. By 2009, I was also chosen by the community to advocate for them on health issues. 
and that's how I became SHW. I'm Jared Ogola. I'm a community health worker. And what inspired me to become a CHW was that a long time ago when I was growing up, there was a, my younger brother who was, felt sick and my mom was struggling. So as I was growing up and that my younger brother sick, he passed on. So that made me not too happy with the way he was treated. He was not even taken to the hospitals. Mother used to tell me that, Jared, you need to grow up, study a lot, and become a doctor so that you can help the community. So as I was growing up, I did my primary level. I went to secondary. Then I went to college and study. After which, I came back to the community. And that's where I started this work of community health working. Next, we asked... Maruka, Lawrence, and Jared to share a bit about what their day-to-day lives look like as community health workers. Here's Maruka. Okay. In my day-to-day work, I usually have a work plan. And that work plan will show me the day when I want to go out to visit my clients. In a day, I have to make sure that I visit at least 10 to 15 houses in a day. Before I go out, I have to do my household things. Then I make sure that before I go out, I have my bag. And inside my bag, I make sure that I have the commodities in my bag. I can make sure that I have the MRDTs for testing malaria. I have the L for treating malaria. I make sure that I have the paracetamol in my bag. I make sure that I have the work tape for the nutrition screening. I make sure that I have the weighing scale. And HCG, that is the pregnancy testing kit. I make sure that they are in my bag. And again, I make sure that I have the timer for the PSBI, the timer and the pulse oximeter. And the thing that I should make sure that I have in my bag, I should have a pen, I should have a book, a notebook, and I should have my digital tool because that is my tool to, for working. And I make sure that I have the job aid for giving the health education to the community. Now, when I want to go out, I prioritize the clients. First, I have to visit the pregnant mothers. And afterwards, I will go to the under five children in the households. Then I will also visit the HIV clients and even the elderly clients. So when I start to visit the clients, I have to go to the pregnant households. In this pregnant household, mothers, when I get there, and have to give them the health education and tell them all about individual birth plan, where they will deliver, who will accompany them to the hospital. And again, they should also keep some money for emergency cases. And again, I will also do the screening for this pregnant mother. I will also give the education on the family planning methods that she will take after delivery, because that is also our roles in the community. After I will go to under five children households. In this household, I will automatically find a caretaker or a mother in this household. I will ask the child's progress, how the child is faring on. And if at all I find that the child is a bit sick, if at all the child is experiencing some symptoms of malaria, 
automatically I will do the MRDT test in this household. And if at all the MRDT test turns positive, I will give the AL and the paracetamol to this child. And immediately I do this, I will have to enter these things in my digital tool. And after doing these things, I will also do the nutritional screening using my MOAC and my weighing scale to do the nutrition screening. After doing all this, I will now move to HIV household, where I will also give education, health education, on adherence counseling, on nutrition counseling, on things to do like wash, hygiene, and even prevention counseling. And above all, I will also do a pill count. I will make sure that all the drugs, I will count them to make sure that is this client taking the drugs exactly how she was prescribed with the facility. All this thing I will do in this household. After all this visit, I will again go to the elderly clients. I will do a routine checkup. If there is any problem, if they are sick, I will give them the referral form to go to the facility immediately. And uh, these referral forms, I will also give them to uh, my clients all. If at all it is a severe malaria, I will not treat at home. I will just give them the referral to go to the nearest facility. As a community health worker, I'm only treating the uncomplicated malaria, not complicated, because I know the signs of uncomplicated and the signs of complicated malaria. And after doing all these things, I will record them in my book and I will keep them in my book records for me to take them to the digital tool because I have my digital tool that is guiding me in the community. In my day, I can say that I'm going out to the community at exactly 10 a.m. And when it reaches at 4, around 4.30 or 5 p.m., I'm done with the plants and I'm going back to my house. And here's Lawrence sharing details on what his day-to-day looks like. You'll hear a lot of parallels between his day-to-day and Maruka's, driven by the fact that they're both supported by Lawala Community Alliance, an organization that's guiding a structured approach. On my day-to-day work, when I woke up in the morning, I prepare myself to go to the field to visit the, the village, the clients. When I'm out there in the field, I do household visits and I do health talk to the community members. In households, we do always screen to know how they progress. If there is any problem or any emerging disease, we see how to go about it. And uh, uh, already we are trained and we know how to see and identify if there is a severe or a moderate. If they are severe, we do referral using our MOH100 tool. And when the under fives are showing signs of symptoms which are not severe, there we can do a test on a malaria case, and then we administer AL and paracetamol. So far, on elderly people, we encourage them on nutrition, and also we encourage them to go to the facility most of the time, muscle once in a month, for routine checkup so that they can know how they are pro- progressing. As to HIV clients, we do see when they are adhering to medications as prescribed by the healthcare testers from the facility, and so water and sanitation. We also do check when safe water for drinking, because any moment they take drug, they use water, and they, they, when the water is not safe, they are at risk. So we always do follow up on water and sanitation programs 
so that the community or the households can be safe. I asked Maruka how many clients overall does she support within her community? Okay, so far I have around 75 households, but the population is around 148 clients in these households. And I make sure that in a month I visit them. Thank you. Just an amazing amount of work that you do and breadth of clients. And it's so impressive how you're able to support your community and the work you do on a day-to-day basis. One of the questions I'm really curious to hear is what motivates you? What is exciting to you on a day-to-day basis as you are able to support your community? And also, what challenges do you face? You know, what are, what are some of the struggles of, of doing that impressive body of work? Okay. What I love so much in my work is that I'm seeing my community members having a lot of changes because before we didn't know the benefits of visiting the facility. But as I came in as a community health worker, giving health education to my community members, nowadays I can see that they are going to the facility and there are some class that are going to the facility even without telling me that they are going. So that really inspires me. They are positive towards health issues and they are doing a lot. I really like it. The thing that discourages me most in the community is that when I'm going to the community, As I said before, I use my work plan and I have to visit at least 10 to 15 households. But you will find that when visiting this household, you will find at least 12 and three are not there. So it will make me to revisit this household again. And that is really giving me hard time. Another thing, there are some difficult clients in the community. They are not all positive. There are some difficult clients. But dealing with them is a bit difficult, but... I can say that I have my supervisors, I have my community nurses. If at all they are all difficult, I can report them to my supervisors. That is what is making me to become discouraged in the community. Now let's hear from Lawrence on the things that he finds challenging about his day-to-day work. I can say that most of the community members are farmers. They go out to the farms, and when you go to visit them, you find that they are not back from the field. So it, it takes us time to reschedule and do another visit so that you can find them and talk to them, give the help to either when you are doing a follow-up to a client. It takes much of our time in the field because we are also having some duties to perform at household levels, but we take much time in the field. Sometimes it might be raining. You have to wait so that the rain goes off is when you can move on with your work. So sometimes it becomes cumbersome, but being that we are in the community and we are ready to help the community, we might go back to our homes or to our households at around seven. And when you are going back, you are much tired, that, but you just persevere because we help the community. So the hardest part of it are the difficult plans and the much time we take in the field to do the health work to reschedule our visits so that we can get the community members and give the right and the correct information. And now Jared on what he loves and finds challenging in his work. What I really love most about my work is when I'm working in my community and I'm finding things are moving well, like we have no defaulters in the community. I love it when I see my community is improving well in terms of health. 
I'm feeling very happy when I'm uh, within my communities that when I see m uh, children are not are not dying because of uh, the simple diseases that can be treated, I enjoy most. Then I also enjoy working in my community because they do operate very well and also giving me easy time to do my job and uh, it really motivates me. And the worst part of it is uh, I can say some clients are so much difficult. You can't understand them. Sometimes you go to visit them and you find them there. Not there. Some are not even welcoming you. Some are very harsh to you maybe. Sometimes you find that uh, somebody is doing, some, uh, is doing some job. Then you tell him I just need to see you, talk to you about something. Then... Uh, he don't respond very well because he is also busy and you are also busy do you want to talk to him so sometimes we find it very difficult then another thing is also weather system weather do change sometimes and you might find that you wake up early in the morning to do some work and you find the weather just really change abruptly and you can't those are natural things you can't avoid i'm curious with those difficult clients, how do you handle that when they're not welcoming? Okay, my difficult clients, I do handle them by at least having a PR, a public relation. So I do talk to them, uh, communicate to them, uh, trying to mobilize them. And uh, if I find a difficult client somehow, I, I, I can just leave him for that time, then I come back uh, after, after he has gone, I has come from his duty, then I talk to him or her very calmly and I tell him or her what I need to do and how my work can help him or her in, this, in that community. So I want to ask you, you know, so many community health workers across Africa are volunteers the most infuriating thing about community health work is that half of all community health workers in low and middle income countries are not salaried, including 86% in Africa. I want to hear your stance. Tell me why, why is it so important that government and partners are paying CHWs for the incredible work that they're doing? I can say that it is important to pay CHWs because CHWs are the frontliners back at the community. You can say that, for, for instance, during COVID-19, we were the frontliners and we were working a lot in the community. So, you know, and it is very hard to go to someone's household to talk with this person and to encourage this person to visit the facility. It is very hard. So I can say that it is important to pay CHWs because, because we are doing a lot in the community. We are reaching them all. You know, in the facility... They cannot reach all community members, but we are reaching the community members. Anytime, even at night, we are being called for the delivery cases. We are called even at night. We are not sleeping. So we need to be paid. Building on that theme, Jared shared with us his journey from being a community health volunteer that was unpaid to being supported by Luwala Community Alliance and the difference it makes to be compensated. I have worked as a CHW for around six years. Yeah, I started working as a community health worker in the year 2016, whereby we used to work just to volunteer 
we were just volunteering within the community but when Luala joined us like uh, five years ago in my community uh, then started paying us but long before Luala came to our community we were not being paid or we were not uh, getting anything I can say so because uh, Ministry of Health did not budget for it maybe but Luala really doing a lot because he's paying us every month we are getting something and we really appreciate for that and we are managing with that yeah it's really helping us thank you for sharing that and i just can can only imagine the level of passion and generosity of spirit to be working for those years before you were even getting payment it's commendable but it really shouldn't it shouldn't be the case right it, this is such important work so this podcast is about technology and its role in making things better. So we next asked Maruka, Jared, and Lawrence to share how they see the role of technology in their work. So I want to ask you about digital tools and how that factors into your day-to-day, both on the side of how does it help you and are there any ways in which using digital makes things harder or any kind of unexpected challenges from using digital? Okay. Before we were working with them, we were using papers, not digital tools. It was a paperwork, a bulk of papers carrying in the bag. And even when you want to report to their office or to the supervisor, you have to take them to the office. So it was really hard before. But since the digital tool came, it has made our work easier. You know, the digital tools reminds me on the visits. The household that I've not visited, it will remind me automatically. It will also remind me on the the children who have not been fully immunized. I will see them automatically in my digital tool. After treating malaria, I'll put it in, in a digital tool, and afterwards it will remind me on the day to follow this script. So it has made my work easier, and so far it is easy to carry, it is portable, and after doing all this thing, even in a household, I will just have put the data on and sync the reports. And I will submit it when I'm in, in the community. And you know, before, I had to use it to work even for the whole month for me to submit everything. But nowadays, we are submitting it every day. After doing everything in the community, I'll have to submit it. The only thing I need to have is the bundles. So it has made my work easier. And we really appreciate Luana for that. Here's Lawrence. I can say that the digital tool, since it, it was introduced to us as CHVs, it has it has already made it has really made our work to become easier, because during those early days we used to do paperwork and somehow it was also becoming cumbersome. And as per now, the digital tool has made our work easier. When I go to visit certain households, I can update the client, I can update the households, and immediately when I'm done with the health talk. I always submit my data at the household level so that my supervisor can see the kind of work I'm doing. Uh, also, digital tool helps us to uh, reminds us on what next to do. Or when we are doing a follow-up to clients, as we go to the digital tool, you click there, you find the households which you are to go and visit for a follow-up. So it makes our work easier, but some. At some moment, you, uh, we can run out of data bands, and sometimes 
it have some problems the the data or the, the records which you had you might miss the records that's the worst part of it but in our day-to-day -day work it has really made our work easier and uh, it helps us a lot and here's jared this digital tool has really made our us to be so so much easier yeah i can say it has really really helped us yeah, it has reduced a lot of work that we had at the, in the past. Because if you go to the household, you just carry some necessary things like a, 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 a malaria kit, penado, paracetamol. Those are the only things you can carry on your bag. But nowadays, you carry only a phone and some, some drugs. If if need, but in the past we used to be uh, to be carrying so many things, and some you can be forced even to leave some at home because they are too heavy. So uh, digital tools have really helped us. It has made our work to be easy. That's, that's really really good to hear because I think you know one thing that we think a lot about at Demagi, and you know we we make Comcare is that sometimes digital tools. We want we intend them to make life easier, but maybe they make life worse. And so it's it's nice to hear from you that it's really making your your life easier. The last question I asked was for Maruka, Lawrence, and Jared to speak directly to you, our audience, funders, implementers, technologists in global health and development, to tell you what you need to know about each of them that you may not know. As a community health worker, we as the community health worker, we need to be paid consistently because we are doing a lot in the community. And we also have our children that need school fees. We also have to put food on the table. We also need to be supervised as the community health worker because when you are supervised, your supervisor will tell you that this is not right and this is right. So we will, not, we will know a lot. And we also need to be trained as the, super, as the community health workers. And above all, or finally, I can say that we as the community health workers, we want our voices to be heard globally. We even want us to visit or to attend the conferences globally to know how other countries are doing their work. And as a community health worker or as community health workers, I can say that where are we heading to? Are we going to be community health workers forever in our lives? Or is there an opportunity for advancement for community health workers? We need to be advanced because we are doing a lot in the community. And we are the front learners. When I get opportunity, I would urge the policymakers to make policies that can make the working environment of CHWs to be conducive. The CHWs are doing a lot in the community and perhaps they need to be paid the CHWs also needs to be trained, well-trained, and also they should be given updates on new skills so that they are, because there are some common diseases that might arise in the community, and when they are not updated on the new skills, it might be hard. So the CHWs also need to be advanced. They, they also need to be recognized as the other healthcare workers. So that's what I can the global world and the global community that the CHWs deserves to be uh, to be paid and all that. What I would love when I see or when I hear or when I tell the global is that we as a CHWs 
we are doing so much and we need to be trained we need to be uh, to look like health workers health caregivers uh, we need to be salaried uh, not just to be paid but we need to be salaried yeah then we also need to be supervised because during supervision is when you know your mistakes is when you know why you are lagging behind or you are in the uh, uh, right race eh? so if uh, if uh, we can be trained we can be supervised we can be salaried then i think we can do so much work we can do everything that possible that can make a community move on we need to be recognized also we should not be a tokenism we should not be manipulated we should not be as a decoration yeah we need to be recognized by ministry of health we, we should be also be recognized by the government so well said thank you so much it was wonderful just to get to sit here and listen to your amazing work and i completely agree with you community health workers need to be trained they need to be paid they need to be supported with strong supervisors and empathetic supervisors who recognize the amazing work that you're doing and it was such a pleasure to have you on and, and hear from you thank you to maruka jared and lawrence for sharing their time and experiences with us today and thank you also to luwala for all that you do and in this case for helping make this important conversation possible I'll share a few of my takeaways from hearing these three stories and voices in particular. We heard from Maruka, Jared, and Lawrence about their structured approach to their day's work and also the sheer variety and types of clients they're seeing and supporting. It truly sounds like very challenging and skilled work, not volunteer work. They described the best part of their work as seeing the change in behaviors and health outcomes in their communities. And the most common challenge they shared was working with difficult clients. Community health workers working with Lawala use a ComCare application as a job aid. So I was thrilled to hear unanimously that digital tools are making their lives easier. We definitely probed on any challenges there as we know that digital can actually make lives harder as well. And either they were each very polite or they're truly grateful for the ways that ComCare makes their day-to-day -day easier and allows them to provide better care for their communities. And most importantly, I want to reiterate this message we heard at the end. Community health workers are doing incredibly important work, and they're doing so much. They need to be paid, trained, advanced in their careers, recognized, supervised. Two years into my time in global health and development, and I'm still dumbfounded that the most important people within the health system, the community health workers who work day in and day out to ensure that everyone gets access to care, are so often not paid or supported. Before I close, I want to give a plug to the Community Health Impact Coalition, or SHIC, who is doing incredible work to advocate for CHWs. Damagi is, of course, a member, and perhaps we'll have them on the show down the road. That's our show. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode if you found it useful. It really helps us grow our impact. And write to us at podcast at with any ideas, comments, or feedback. This show is executive produced by myself. Danielle Van Wick is our producer. Brianna DeRoos is our editor, and cover art is by Sudan Chikanth.